Well, I just want to say hello to our listeners today for the Reach and Thrive Together podcast. So again, Daryl Kane, your host, thank you for joining us again for a great episode. You know, I'm just really inspired about you know, what's going to happen in 2021. We've got a, a great opportunity to learn more, to grow, and to uh, just hear from inspiring people. So that's my goal for the podcast. And today is going to be no different. I've got a great guest, uh, Renee Daughtry from Cisco Systems is going to be joining me uh, and really excited about having him on. And talking about technology and the future and career pathways, et cetera. So, hey, Renee, so thanks for joining me today. How are you doing today? Good morning, Mr. Kane. How are you? Oh, doing excellent. Doing excellent. So 2021 going good for you so far? Uh, well, I'm talking to you right now, so that's good. And believe <laughs> it or not, still healthy, still engaging community activities, watching things progress. So, so far, so good. Very good. Very good. So. Yeah, so I know you've been with Cisco for quite a while. I think we actually connected uh, probably six or seven years ago. You were a guest speaker at an event that I was sponsoring for a K-12 audience and appreciate you doing that. And I know you're super active at, at uh, Cisco. So tell me a little bit what you do on your day job. Uh, day job. All right. I'm uh, Renee Daughtry. I'm a technical project manager. My organization is Solution Validation Services. Our organization, we actually test customer solutions before they deployed in production. So ACI, software-defined software wide area networks, data center virtualization are the things that we test in-house, duplicating the customer's network, and then getting that information and those reports out to the customer so they can deploy successfully. Okay, so just making sure things are on the up and up and ready to go before the customer uh, starts using them. So. Exactly. I don't, I don't understand most of the technical jargon, you know, my technical background, my, my first computer had two uh, soft, you know, soft drives. So <laughs> I think we're a long way from that right now, aren't we? <laughs> oh, yes, we are. What I appreciate, I've been at Cisco for about 25 years and actually being on cutting edge technology. Okay. So being, you know, being involved, doing the testing, working with the engineers, understanding this new te technology, which helps me in my community work. Okay. Well, yeah, that's part of the reason I wanted to have you on, because I know you do a lot of great work in the community and just um, I know you do some coding and some robotics. So share with me about uh, some of the things you're doing in the community. Sure, sure. We're doing under the umbrella of uh, asymmetry and we do some things as well as with Cisco. Uh, to little, now I'll introduce myself on the asymmetry side. I am Coach Renee Daughtry, THD. But people hear that they go THD. I go, yes, I'm a doctor of thinkology. And they start laughing and it kind of settles everyone down pretty well. What <laughs> asymmetry does, and coach, I am a first robotic coach, first Lego for inspiration and recognition in science and technology. I just embrace that term and love it. Been working with first Lego, I guess over 10 years now, started various teams, competitive teams for Cisco, um, for uh, first Lego. Um, really been involved in helping support a lot of teams, YMCA achievers, and I'm a coach and mentor for maybe Givens Middle School right now, going to help them with their robotic uh, teams. And uh, just had a real passion for robotics long ago. And looking at the changing world now and seeing how important that is. So I've always been a proponent, proponent of STEM, science, yeah. technology, engineering, art, music, and math and decided to take my engineering passion and how can I take this passion and then take it and bring it to the community. 
So we use that vehicle of the, the robots and robotics and coding. And that seemed to get a lot of kids interested because we're okay. very, very interactive. And this typically happens like on the after school or on the weekends or what's typically the format when you're working with uh, these young students? Well, I've been very fortunate to work in Durham, North Carolina. Uh, okay. Work with various middle schools in their summer camps. Neal Middle School, uh, Global Scholars Academy we worked with. Working with North Carolina Central University's STEM Academy, which you came and gave a visit one time. We did that for two years, two summer camps and a Saturday Academy as well. And we were able to introduce the kids to, to coding, robotics, uh, principles of electricity, uh, Minecraft. And we had quite a breadth of workshops that we did with the kids. Okay. And like, how do the kids, uh, you know, are they very receptive? Are they scared? Are they, you know, ready to go? What, how are, you know, how do they receive you, what, you're, what you're giving them? Well, here's something that's kind of unique about asymmetry and the people that I work with. We're serving African-American males. Now we work with everyone, but our concentration mm -hmm. is on African-American young males. And all of the instructors, and we call ourselves coaches, I just noticed a different relationship with the young men, instead of being Mr. Daughtry, being Coach Daughtry, or Coach Celine, or Coach Martin. So when they ask us, what do we coach? We say, we coach you to be the best that you can be in your mind and your spirit. And we found the kids to be very engaging, the young men, because we, did, we don't talk about education, we talk about developing skills. And I see by us using different terminology, it gets the young men engaged. And our classes and our workshops are very interactive. They're either building robots and coding, right, or being on a computer and coding and developing something that they can see. And we make sure since we're, a lot of our workshops center around mathematics, that we equate their current mathematics that they're learning in school to our workshops. Hmm. So this way they can see real life scenarios. They can see why does a, an equation X plus Y divided by two equals Z equates to the robot falling a line. Hmm. So that's the kind of interaction that we do and you would you should, it would, you were there with, with some of the kids and their eyes light up, they start mm -hmm. to understand things, but most important, they start to communicate and give back and they speak up, which is something we make sure we promote in our workshop. I want to hear them talk. I want to hear them think. Yeah, that's a great point. So you're, you're actually giving them the skills, the technical skills, but then you're allowing them to build those social 21st century skills, those communication collaboration skills, which you know, those are going to be valuable in any kind of job, which, you know, we've got to have those in the future. So that's, that's very commendable that you're doing that. So why do you feel like this work is so important? I mean, the, I mean, I know that um, technology continues to grow and, you know, why do you think this is uh, kind of a key skill for us, you know, younger students to, to get involved with? Two things. I come from the streets of New York, born in the projects, and I was very fortunate to have a mentor who gave me a magnifying glass. Now, when I say that to people, they go, huh? That magnifying glass <laughs> changed my world. Okay. I saw the world differently, okay? And then, please forgive me, being that bad little boy that I was, I, went to, <laughs> I was able to focus the sun and burn things. And then I went, why does that happen? Why? That's what spurred me into more, understanding more about math and science, because then I wanted to know more. Mm. 
So we're seeing now that, that that's kind of what got me involved. And that's what we bring these things to our boys, that this why, and this is why it works this way. And I'm watching the disruption here in North Carolina. This yeah. is my own personal opinion. This is now turned to be the center, the second coming of Silicon Valley. So much opportunity in robotics, coding is right here. Garner, North Carolina, Amazon built a youth facility, 4,000 square feet, four floors, and it's fitted for robotics. And it's got a skyline view of Raleigh to launch drones. So I'm hmm. going, kids, adults, young adults, this is happening in our own backyard. We've got to get you prepared so you can now grab this opportunity and be so proficient. I mean, Cisco is here, Red Hat. You start naming these technology companies, they're right here. Yeah. And the opportunity is right here. So that's why I'm so driven. I would like to keep, I'm being selfish, to keep <laughs> the intellectual capital that we're nurturing and growing here in North Carolina to stay here. And then to go back to their communities to give back and let let other kids see, I come from your community, I come from Durham, mm. North Carolina, I am now proficient in robotics or coding, and I'm working right here. That's why. Yeah, that's great because um, there's definitely like a, a war for talent that's happening really internationally, globally. So who have, whoever has the skills and whoever has the the most technical folks is going to be, you know, right there, you know in a leading position. So I think that's super important that you're kind of focusing on, you know, Americans and, you know, North Carolinians, Durham uh, students and leaders to give them those skills, because that's, uh, that's a great uh, thing we need to really kind of focus on. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm from originally from Lynchburg, Virginia. And so that's a that's a kind of a small town most people haven't heard of, but you know, I was able to go to West Point and get an engineering degree. And, you know, it's really served me well. And I think you probably can say the same thing just with your uh, education background. Uh, I see you probably have 10 to 20 different types of certifications and you're continue, continually learning new things. So that's important to build those skills, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And it's something we share with the young, with the young folks as well, that school teaches you and instructs you how to learn. Mm. Because you're going to be learning for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Learning is equated to success. So even Coach Daughtry, continually to learn, grab those certifications so I can continually go that next level up, but then turn around and give back to go, if I can do this and I'm from the Bronx, you can do this. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard this term uh, Internet of Things and uh, I think I know what it means, but maybe you can explain to myself and our audience kind of like, what is this Internet of Things? Why is it so important that we uh, know about this and we're prepared for it? Okay, I'll, I'll put the Cisco hat back on again now. Okay. <laughs> IoT and the Internet of Everything. 5G. Now, people hear that term and they say, oh, we're going to have more bandwidth. What it really equates to is connecting anything and everything to the network. We're talking about autonomous cars. We're talking about smart homes. We're talking about, you know, smart devices, smart stoves, smart kitchen appliances. All that, all those things, things have to be connected to the internet, are going to be connected. That's what, in the essence, that's what IoT is all about. And it's happening right around us, but it's happening at a very quick rate. And some people go, autonomous cars doesn't make any sense. It's not going to happen. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> that's what this internet of things are. And that's going to spur 
network security. The more things I put on the network, the more things need to be secure because there's a hacking world out there. And this country is being hacked every minute of the day. Our financial institutions, our power grids, personal, I mean, personal devices. Mm -hmm. So that's what IoT is good, it's a wonderful thing, but it also opens up a breadth of new technology mm -hmm. and new opportunities, especially in the security world. Wow, okay, that's pretty neat. So basically like all your different appliances in your home and let's say if you have a refrigerator that goes out and it's connected to the internet, whoever comes and fixes it may need to have some IT skills, you know, or your HVAC system or your, your Wi-Fi, whatever. So yeah, there's lots of different things that we've got in our house and a business that uh, really depend on the internet. Um, that's how we're communicating today. So yeah, so mm -hmm. I definitely see there's a lot of career opportunities and just uh, opportunities for, for growth and to, to, you have to secure those devices and you know, if you don't have that uh, that skill set, then you you basically gonna have to pay someone to to you know to do that for you if you don't have it yourself. Exactly, exactly. And even the kids ask me, they go, "Well, coach, what are you preparing us for?" I said, "We are preparing you to be disruptive, creative innovators." You know, and they look at me. What what is that? That means you're gonna go into a situation, mm. or you may kind of take a look at things and you know what? I think we can do that better, quicker, faster, mm. and more cost effective. That's that skill set that we're trying to implement to our kids to be able to come in and do that disruption, but move things for the better. Yeah. Okay. That's a great skill to have. Mm -hmm. So when you think about, can you give me an examples of just something that you've kind of worked on personally where you, you feel like, oh, I, I didn't really know how to solve this problem. And then I had to do some research and, you know, don't give away any company secrets, obviously, but just anything in your personal life, you say, oh man, I really had to grow to make this happen. You know what? I'm gonna just what we just recently did at Cisco. Uh, we have this SD WAN technologies, software defined wide area networks. I'll speak in English. And when I first started <laughs> this, first started this test, this test initiative, I had no clue. I'm like, what? What is this? You know, mm. I I kind of understood it from a holistical view, but to get to the nitty gritty. And then I'm speaking to my engineers, and they're going, well, you know, we got the underlay, we've got to configure, we've got to configure the overlay, and I'm going. What are they talking about? So what I did, knowing me, I went started Googling, I started reading, I started having these conversations with the engineer. So now, what I've been working on this project for six months, I understand it. I understand what SD WAN is all about. Six months, but I, it went from going, huh? To, oh, now I'm professional <laughs> in it. Again, that learning skill, those mm -hmm. skills that are in me to be able to get a book, speak to some people and communicate, guide mm -hmm. me to the right place, and then grab that understanding and embrace it. Yeah, so I heard a lot of things there. So I heard really some initiative that you had to take on your own. You know, you had to be self-driven. Uh, just uh, you had to communicate and talk, ask questions and have great discussions. So those are skills around communication that are important. Mm -hmm. uh, and so if you basically grew up just memorizing things and you know, if that was your you know, modus operandi, that's probably not a good way to solve solutions like we just what you just talked about, is it? No, you know what? That doesn't work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but your regular schoolwork memorization is good because you will draw back on something down the road. Right. But being able to, I try to tell people I have a PhD in flying by the seat of my pants. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> give me the information, give me right. the, the opportunity. And if you don't even give me the opportunity, I'm going to go make that opportunity. Okay. And I'm going to go back to that childhood of mine. Why? Why does that work that way? 
And that's what always spurred me on the way I am now. Wow, that's great. That's great. So it sounds like that you're, I mean, obviously you're a go-getter, you're an entrepreneur. So maybe we can talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, I think it's important to, you know, just like I started this podcast and who knows where it's going to go, but uh, I'm excited about it and just some of the other things I'm doing. But let's talk about being an entrepreneur and trying new things and um, kind of using your skill set in a different way. Like, how did you get, get into that? How did you kind of decide how I want to be an entrepreneur? I want to start something on my own. Well, here's what happened again, back to my engineering skills. How can I take these engineering skills and I'll bring this back to my community? I've got to get my community up on this. Okay. So I said, well, first we did a lot of volunteer work. I started with the Lego robotics. I used to go out and do things for free to get people spurred on. And then mm -hmm. I went to myself, oh, wait a minute now. Let's see, can we wrap a business model around this? Mm. And I create a business plan, build a business model around this and see if I can start charging that. Let's be honest about it. We're entrepreneurs and we want to have some type of revenue and cash flow. Mm -hmm. How can I make this happen? And it was funny because when I first went, first did it for, you know, just be volunteering. So the next opportunity I went, well, here's what I charge per hour. And he went, okay. I went, really? <laughs> <laughs> so I wish I'd have picked a higher number, right? <laughs> well, exactly. Well, we morphed, we morphed down, we morphed around, all right? <laughs> it was that that I went, you know what? This works. Hmm. We, we, we had the right business model. We have the right idea. we got a community. And, you know, we, we've been doing this for a couple of years already that hmm. we kind of really never run out of an audience. Just, mm -hmm. As the kids grow, I've got another set of kids coming up. Right. And we were very fortunate to start other other people started to go, I like what you're doing. Here's what I do in the STEM world. Can I work with you? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I've got to make sure though they have the same kind of spiritual basis and foundation that I have. And that we are all driven to the same point, working with our community. So asymmetry slowly but surely started to expand its umbrella with robotics and coding and principles of electricity. And we've got some interesting things we're working on for 2021, but it's this word of mouth that's happening. And I've always lived by, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. Mm. So word of mouth has been carrying us and people, it's funny in Durham now, if somebody goes, well, we need some type of STEM workshop or something robotics, call Renee Daughtry. Okay. Wow, that's having great... that reputation. Yeah. Yes, it is. And having that reputation, but also doing what we say to me is most important. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that spiritual foundation. I mean, we won't get too deep into this, but you got to have a sense of values and a sense of uh, community and that you're, it's not just about you, it's about helping others and helping others to reach their potential and making a difference, you know? So those are some of the values that I have. It sounds like some the same values that you have that you're, not just doing this for yourself, you're doing this to really kind of help people to grow and to be successful. And uh, you do, if you have the right motives and you have the right heart, I think that's part of the thing I want to communicate in this podcast is that, you know, it's going to make a difference. You know, you, you can have the technical skills, but if you have the technical skills and also those kind of value-based systems, man, that's a powerful combination. Yes, it is. Being a servant leader. And it was a friend of mine once that went, when you give and you open up your hand, the Lord is somebody going to put something else in there because you gave, because you open your hand. And um, I live by that for the last 20 years, man. That's very important. Yeah. That's yeah. Important. But that that's, giving back, we have to do it. We have, we really have no choice. Yeah, that's very true. 
So what do you see for as far as the future? Like I know you said you were kind of working on some new things. Do you want to give us a little preview of some of the things you might see in the next year or two? Uh, well, I'm even looking for the next six months to be perfectly okay. honest. <laughs> okay. Here's what COVID kind of COVID COVID nineteen it made us reform, rethink, pray, uh, reformat ourselves, you know, reinitialize ourselves to come up with something new in live because a lot of our workshops are live, but also mm -hmm. remote. And what we got to do for remote. So I've been very blessed to uh, come in contact with two young men in New Orleans, young men, young uh, African American males. I think they may be 20, 22 and 23. I call them Coach Jacques and Coach Eric. And they're, um, they're um, software developers, but in the cyber world. So mm. they're coming up, and I'll give you a little preview. It's called Hack the World. And they're coming up with a workshop for our young men to equate gaming, develop software development, and hacking as a workshop. Because when you really look at it, my best ethical hackers are gamers. Hmm. And my young men, Fortnite, you know, <laughs> always online playing games. Right. Can't I take that skill set and then push it and equate it to something else now? So they're working on that for me. Wow. Okay. Very interesting. And then I've got other young, two other young men right here locally who are working on drones and drone technology, drone hmm. work. All because I, I read that um, UPS and Rex Hospital have got, kind of gotten together and UPS has the exclusive contract to deliver blood samples by drone. We're talking about wow. Amazon and other, you know, people delivering things by drone. So I'm, we got to get our kids ready for this. Get, get, them, get them their certification, get them their license. So now they can be licensed drone pilots wow yeah that's that's interesting when that kicks off definitely let me know i'd love to be around that and to see if we can even get some of our uh you know keenan fellow teachers and people like that involved with something like that that'd be pretty exciting if we could make a connection there um one of our board members is uh john Harden. he works for the north Carolina department of commerce and one of the things he's been working on is offshore wind and uh, so that's gonna be the next big thing in North Carolina. So keep that on your radar. Virginia's already got some programs that they're starting and North Carolina is like hot on its heels in the next couple of years. So really, yeah, keep that in mind because there's all kinds of uh, you know, technical roles, engineering, you know, co computer coding, uh, technicians, you know, all those kind of things to get the power from, from the, the offshore to onshore. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, it's basically kind of free, you know, you know, energy basically that we're going to take advantage of. So just something else maybe you want to keep on your radar. But um, yeah, I'm really excited about the gaming thing. That's pretty cool too. I mean, yeah, I grew up on an Atari, so I'm not sure those skills are going to be uh, very uh, <laughs> useful for, for some of what you're talking about. But uh, yeah, you're totally right. This Because actually, I know this area is kind of big on the gaming industry itself. And you know, we, you probably got some good, uh, you know, some good leads and talent you can really tap into here. Oh yes, and think, just think about it. you said gaming, Epic Games, one of the largest gamers in the world has just bought, was that Kerry Town Center, I think? Mm -hmm. Yeah. For $95 million, because they're gonna build a new facility by 2024. So this is, you know, that this, that's the news that I bring to my kids and I go, this is the thing that it's right here in your backyard, guys. It's in Cary, North Carolina. Right. Let's get you up to speed. Yeah, yeah. And the, the good thing about it is that, you know, when you're talking about 
we, I, I do some volunteer work over at Panther Creek High School, and at least I have over the past several years. And one of the gaming companies, I can't remember the name of it, but they were basically hiring high schoolers to do their customer service and paying them a decent wage. And these guys are still in high school and they were just answering emails and telephone calls about people having issues with their games. And, you know, just there's all kinds of opportunities out there, not only just the, the coding technical piece, but somebody's got to be in sales, someone's got to be in technical, you know, uh, communications, you know, all those different types of roles. So I think there's a lot of opportunity in what you just discussed there. Most definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, I really appreciate you sharing all this with me today, and I look forward to, to continuing to partner together and figuring out how we can, you know, build each other up. And it's great to see a, a great, uh, smart African-American male that's uh, technically smart, but also business smart and just really wanting to give back. So is there anything else you want to share with us as we kind of wind down our conversation? Uh, yes, I do. Yes, I okay. do. Uh, and I'll be very brief. Two success stories. Just two. Okay. Right. All right. Uh, one was with the NCCU STEM Academy. And uh, I remember the, the, the one of the instructors went, you know, the, the, the next set of boys coming in your workshop, three of them are artistic and they were kind of disrupting one of the classes. Hmm. So I said, no, no, break, come into my room. So I came in, it kind of identified who they were. And those young men sat, built robots, built the robot, coded like you wouldn't believe. Hmm. No disruption whatsoever. In fact, this was the one of the robots that they actually built for me because I keep them because I use them in my workshops. Hmm. And that young man, when he left, said to me, Coach, thank you for having me in your class today. Autism, and it didn't matter. Coded, built like you wouldn't believe. Hmm. And the second uh, success, success story, excuse me, was um, after I sat at the academy, we'd be in the library talking to the boys, you know, waiting for their parents. And I had a mother come in and she kept going, where's Renee Daughtry? Where's Coach Daughtry? And I went, oh my uh -oh. God, I'm gonna be on YouTube. <laughs> I'm, gonna be all, I'm gonna be all over social media. My reputation is trashed, you know? She goes, you? I go, yes, ma'am. She goes, all my son talks about is what you're doing. He wants to be like you. He says, he tells, he comes home, he tells me, we're having workshops, hmm. coach is showing me how to code, we're learning things, I'm having fun, coach goes to a church, coach uh, takes care of his family, you know, he works, I want to be like coach. All right. Daryl blew <laughs> me away. In fact, it, I was so emotional, I, I don't mind sharing this at all. Mm -hmm. I, had, I actually walked into the bed, into the men's room and I had actually shed some tears a bit of joy and just overwhelmed us going, mm. we did it. We did it. Mm. We actually influenced the young man to kind of be like this role model, being a responsible male, working, going to church, you know, taking care of his family and then, you know, being successful. So yeah. for me, that was the cap of the whole thing. Man, that's a great success story. And, you know, kids listen to other kids. So when with that kid, he's influencing people that you will never even come in contact with. And they're like, oh, I want to be like him because he's good in his act together. He's got some technical skills and he's, you know, got going to church. He's got some good friends. You know, he's he's making a difference. And so, man, just impacting a couple people like that. I mean, I'm sure you're you're impacting hundreds of people, but just those two great stories. That's that's really amazing. So that's I applaud your efforts there. Well, thank you. Thank you. And people ask me, why am I so driven in what we do and what I do? Mm -hmm. And you can take this, Mr. Kane, you can take this and spread this around. <laughs>
All right. The youth, the youth is about 20% of the global population, hmm. but they're 100% of our future. This is my investment in the future. Cool. Taking care of the 20% so they can be the 100% later. That's awesome. Absolutely correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate, appreciate you sharing your THD with me and uh, being a great coach and mentor. And uh, hopefully I'll follow in your footsteps and put some of the things you're doing in practice myself. No, maybe not the technical things, but some of the other things we talked about. So, so if people want to get a hold of you, if they want to learn more about your, your organization or um, kind of how to you know, utilize some of your skill set, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Well, two things. Uh, okay. I like to say we are on the book of face. <laughs> Okay, Facebook, Asymmetry, we're out there, A-I-S-Y-M-M-E-T-R-Y, Facebook okay. site with pictures and videos, and Renee Daughtry, my, just my name, at asymmetry.com. Okay. You can find us. And I think you Great. have that information. Yeah, I'll put that in the chat um, after we finish the recording and everything, and so people can get a hold of you if they like. And Good. Hey, keep up the good work and let's definitely stay in touch and hope 2021 is a great year. Sounds like you got some great plans lined up. So uh, look forward to kind of staying in touch and seeing how all that goes. Well, thank you so much for today. All right. Well, we appreciate you and we'll definitely be in touch. Sounds good to me. Be careful.